Welcome to a special edition of the Improv London podcast. Uh, neither of us are Stuart Moses, much to both of our disappointment. Uh, this is Stephen Davidson and Ian McNaughton, casting from Chicago. It's very exciting. Uh, we're both here for two weeks for the IO Advanced Intensive, which is sort of a follow-on from the five-week we did last year. Uh, it's very exciting. Yeah. It is, uh, although not as exciting as being Stuart Moses, uh, because Stuart will get to put on a theme tune at the beginning, which we're not capable of doing. We we just do made-up singy jingles in the middle sometimes. Yeah, it's great to be back in Chicago. Uh, still as hot as last year. Uh, and we have had the obligatory rainstorm, so... Oh, yes. I love the big, heavy rainstorms here, though. They're very... Uh, they feel nourishing in a way that the kind of drizzly London rain really does not. Yeah, they're, they're a real contrast to the heat, and then suddenly the temperature just drops, like you've opened oh. the door to the fridge or something, and it's magnificent. it pours, uh, which is really great as long as... And funnily enough, it, it happened when uh, we were doing a scene about a thunderstorm. Uh, really? Okay, so we had a scene with the thunder going on in the background, and we could hear it, and somebody joked about it in their scene. Uh, that they were in a spa and it was a rain effect and then they offered to turn it down right and they mimed turning a knob and it stopped whoa that's good. it was very spooky i loved it <laughs> yeah we were doing a scene about god so we had god as in the christian god uh and allah and ganesh and thor and then thor whacked his hammer and suddenly there was this noise uh and rance who'd got obviously got used to the acoustics of the room we were in uh sort of opened the fire exit and goes guys what have you done yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah should we talk about improv oh all right <sighs> <laughs> on an improv podcast. Um, so we're halfway through. We've done one of the two weeks. Uh, I had Tara De Francisco for my first week, uh, and Ian had his old favorite Rance. Rance, yeah. Some of you who listened to this last year may have noticed I I really like Rance. Uh, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed to find out I got him again when when I when we got the email through from Rob from the training centre who organises it. Not because I didn't like Rance for a second, but just because I kind of wanted to have new people and find out what their teaching was yeah. like. But Rance has been great. He's very on top of it. Yeah, definitely. I think he's kind of in the same ballpark as Tara. I mean, they're a couple and play together, so probably. Yeah, it's, it's not kind of like a marriage of UCB and IO or something. No, they they have very different teaching styles, but they're mm. saying exactly the same stuff. Yeah, they're all so about heart nice. and feeling yeah. and that side of improv, which is cool because that works for me. Yeah, they're they're not. I guess UCB and IO is like the Montagues and the Capulets. Or Are they? <laughs> Sorry, totally did not. did I stretch that <laughs> metaphor too far? <laughs> Also, there are other improv schools. That's true, there are. But but life gets more complicated when you don't have a simple binder. Oh, I know. But, but, hey. Uh, so how did you think this, this is differing so far from the five-week that we did last year? Um, the biggest difference 
uh, is just the size of it. There are two classes of 11 people each, whereas last summer there were nine with 16 each. Yeah. Which was madness. Firstly, because the classes were just huge. 16 is a lot, and you got far fewer turns. Mm -hmm. um, but also just because the I.O. theater generally was bustling full of people. Um, and you couldn't possibly hope to meet all of them. Yeah, there's there there were yeah 140. I think we've actually got 12 in our group. I think there was a lot late addition ah. or something. So I think we were so originally 11. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've got enough to do pairs or an even number, so we can do pairs. Uh, and it does really make quite a difference because last year you'd, you'd go out into the lobby at lunchtime and it was full of people. Whereas this yeah. year there are people buzzing around. Um, so it's. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing in a way. It's easier to get into shows because there's only 23 of you going after the free yeah. spots. Uh, I guess there's somewhat less of an atmosphere. It feels more like a retreat than a summer camp. Hmm. Yeah. It's just different. I really like it though. I mean, the good thing is you do get a chance to know people in the other group, whereas yeah. that could be a little bit difficult. It's like I, I was trying to really chat to people and just naturally being sociable because... I was buzzing from improv last year, but I'm sure there was more than half the people there I didn't ever speak to in the whole five weeks. There are people here this year who were there last year who I mm. didn't speak to at all last year, so yeah. I'm definitely sure. But I'm really lucky that six people from my group last year, my intensive, came. Right. Um, I think that far more than any other group, I from, don't know any other people who have more than one right. friend. Right, from, from your there. section. From you my mean. section. Wow, oh, I hadn't realized that. Yeah, I it's guess that, huge. Yeah, that just goes to show how much I was unaware of sections other than my own. Wow. I'm the only one from my section, uh, although I do know Joel and Akbar and Mariam and uh, who else do I know? Quite a few other people. Yeah, uh, the Polish contingent. The Polish contingent. I'm not sure I actually met Ola. Really? Yeah, last year. I mean, she. Could, well, I mean, she looks familiar. But uh, and there are other people who've come back from previous summers five weeks because it's not all last year's crew. I think there's some yeah. people here from two Definitely. years ago, maybe three years ago. Yeah. Because I think last summer was the first time they'd done the two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, and my section's got people from Estonia, uh, America. Oh, who else? There's much more than that, but I can't remember. Yeah, there's people from all over, it's great. Um, so this week we've been doing basically every form but Harold. Well, mm -hmm. that's a wild exaggeration. We've been doing a handful of forms that aren't Harold, but aid in the execution of a Harold, which we're doing next week. So we did uh, JTS Brown, which mm. is sort of an odd combination of very free and very rule heavy. Yeah. Would you say? JTS Brown is a form I think some of the groups did in the five week last year, but not all of them. So it was a new one to me. And it, it's not a format I've seen in the UK. Uh, and I've got about three pages of notes on the rules. But uh, a, a lot of the rules are just things to fuck with people. And yeah. uh, so, for example, one of the things that you're allowed, to, well, probably the main rule is that this relates to is the one that Rant's called gimmicks which is things you can do, uh, like you can go on as an interviewer and ask somebody questions, yeah. which he called the third degree, which kind of makes sense. Um, 
And it's actually an interesting one rather than just being a gimmick because often it's quite a good way to flesh out a character. If you're doing a scene that doesn't seem to have much heart or feeling to it, you can go on and sort of ask about the character's motivation. Yes. Um, and there's the, the Hemingway where you can mm -hmm. narrate mm -hmm. and the NTV where you can go back in time, restart from any point in your scene and have a different outcome, which is really fun. Mm. Um, the opening, the shattered mirror, is a, sort of a character monologue that everyone partakes of, and That's then you right, yeah. spread throughout the room, which mm. is really interesting. Um, and there are a lot of rules about uh, if you're in a scene with somebody, anytime you're with that person, you are those same characters. Yeah. But only ever in that combination. So if one of you leaves or other people are added to the scene, it's a new scene and you must be different people. Mm. So like if Stephen and I were doing a scene about pizza, we'd be doing that. Somebody else, if a wait, somebody came on to be a waiter, uh, that actually wouldn't work because then we're new characters yeah. doing a different scene uh, about, I don't know, love or something. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't just come in and say, would you like to order from the menu, sir? Yeah. Uh, or if he did, it would be very weird and we'd have It'd to build it into the thing. new scene. And... Uh, an extra sort of twist on that is if the person who did the walk-on then left, Stephen and I would have to go back to the same scene. Exactly. The pizza scene. Or at so least that's that. pleasing. Yeah, which is slightly weird. Um, I did like the idea of going out into the audience and doing the whole theatre thing. Yeah. Uh, that was really fun. I mean, we my group was in the Mission Theatre, which is, I think, the biggest one at IO seats about 150 so and there was just us and rants in there so there was lots of space to play with um, but yeah it's really fun uh, we managed to pull off a successful ed tv because rant said he had a dollar that said we couldn't do it so we did yeah my group last year had him for that week and we did JTS Brown and we all failed to get the dollar so because I looked over my notes before trying it again this time, I remembered, ah, Ed TV, and I wrote it on my hand, and we ended up having a couple in ours. Okay. But Tara did not give anyone a dollar. Tara didn't give anyone a dollar? No. Oh, that's a shame. We could, Well, I didn't. Uh, a guy called Arne, who's from Norway, got the dollar. There's a few yes. people from Norway. There's Arne and his girlfriend, who's called Annika. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so there's... Uh, that was a really fun week. Uh, yeah. And I think the idea was that that you um, take the ideas from all these forms you've been doing and use those things in different, in the Herald. Yeah. Or indeed in an Armando, if you so choose. Well, any improv. I mean, we did JTS Brown, and there was another form called Follow the Follower. Follow mm, the Leaver. Follow the Leaver, yeah. So whoever leaves the scene must be in the next scene. Um, and both of them together are a really nice way to oblige the whole group to take responsibility for the piece rather than waiting to have a good idea to go on and initiate it. Yeah. Because um, if somebody leaves and follow the follower, hmm. or if you find yourself with different people in JTS Brown, you just have to start a scene. Um, and it was a really nice way to keep everyone sort of perked up and engaged in the whole thing rather than sort of on their heels and thinking of their next clever idea, hmm. which I feel like is a perpetual danger with the Herald. I um, agree, yeah. Yeah, so things got tied together thematically a lot more. There were a lot more mm. emotional pulls because people uh, didn't have the sort of brain spinning time to come up with a premise. 
which made me really happy and it felt a lot freer and more organic. Mm -hmm. I think the idea of doing that this week is that next week when we do Herald, uh, we'll find it constraining and want to break it and mm. we won't just do a regular boring Herald. Yeah, I think that's very much the idea of week two is that you mess with the form and you, and you do break it. Uh, which is kind of cool. I mean, we had, because we ran a few Heralds this week. I don't know if you did. Yeah. Um, and we had some interesting ones. Uh, we had one where there was a scene where there's some gangsters slit somebody's throat and the character whose throat had got slit had been talking about getting in touch with a brother who was a surgeon. Um, so in the second beat, I decided to initiate a scene as that surgeon. Um, and have the idea was to have my sister, who just had her throat cut, being brought into the A and E, as we call it in Britain. Since this is the London Improv podcast, uh, I'll continue to say A and E or O E R for any American listeners. Yes. Um, now that was an interesting one because that was a time dash, and I thought I thought that's got heart to it. That's a nice scene. Um, but what I hadn't realised was that the character who the per, sorry the performer who'd walked on with me was actually the guy who'd been playing one of the gangsters. Ah, <laughs> uh, which I mean, okay, in improv you can play more than one character, but Rant sort of said, kind of, unless there's something really obvious there, the audience would probably default to thinking mm. of him as the gangster. So now mm. you're seeing. Uh, potentially has a completely different meaning and and what does that mean it, it is this a really small town where the same guy who's killing people off is actually trying to save their lives and you know that sort of thing uh which is something to ponder upon but it could get too much heady i guess but yeah an awareness is good i think yeah the balance between uh playing the piece and playing the scene Mm. I think is maybe the takeaway for mm. me. Mm. Yeah, I I was rather pleased with my idea for the next scene, and I I just walked on and did it. And was well, I was a little disappointed because when when I said we've got this this body coming in, they didn't bring on the performer who beat had her throat slit in the previous scene. Uh, but I managed to wing it. But yeah, always keep an awareness of what's going on. Yeah. And think of the piece as well as just the scene. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good takeaway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this has felt like a really full-on week for me. I have had a cold. You may be able to hear. I'm still a bit croaky. Well, I'm past the worst of it now. Um, but I'm really tired at the end of this week. Um, how have you found it compared to last year? Um, I've not been staying for late shows this year because mm. um, I've been getting up early to uh, work remotely for a couple of hours every morning oh, cool uh, which has kind of shifted the rhythm of it for me a little bit uh -huh. which is interesting I'm not tired at all I feel like I have kind of settled into it in a way that I could do this for quite a long time which okay. is nice although mm. I slightly feel I'm missing out on the sort of late night drinking session sure sure but what are you going to do yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't stayed for any late shows, too. I mean, partly I think that's because I was tired from the flight at the beginning of the week, and then I had the cold. But uh, at the moment, I'm feeling if there was another four weeks, I'd be <laughs> I'd be struggling, but I may well recover once this cold's gone. Uh, but it's certainly been a week full of learning, 
What's your favorite show you've seen this week? Uh, I'm going to say Deep Schwa, although there have been many that I really liked. I don't think you saw that one, because I think no, that was the I day you not. flew in, wasn't it? Yeah, we've been at different shows all the time, I think. I think until last... I think that's the first time I've spotted you in the theatre yeah, last musical night. Armando. Musical Armando. Uh, Deep, I mean, Deep Schwa are one of the long-term Harold teams at IO. They've been going since the late 90s. Well, not the... Not the Harold team, the late 90s. The year, the late 90s. Or the... Okay. Uh, forget it. Um, anyway, they've been going 20 years or so. Um, and they've got Craig Euler in, who you probably remember I really liked last year. And I've got him next week as well, which again was a bit of a... Oh, I really love Craig, but I want to get a new teacher. And Stephen Section's got Matt Higby, who I wanted... Just because I heard great things. Uh, oh, he's lovely. Yeah, no, so is Craig. <laughs> uh, it's not that I'm not going to learn tons next week. I yeah. just kind of wanted a bit of variety. I feel like they're going to be very different experiences. I, I think that too. Yeah, Rant, uh, Was it Rance or Tara saying yesterday? Uh, yeah, Rant said uh, Craig's all about attack. Yeah. Uh, which kind of matches with what I've seen. Anyway, they they, they do a Harold, uh, and it was a really funny Harold, but there was just this one bit where uh, they were doing this food truck, which is basically the thing you say, see outside baseball games or football games, selling burgers and hot dogs and stuff. Um, and they were all chatting in there, and it, it was completely unnecessary for the scene, but Craig decided to have one of those sort of metal... Uh, door things that opens up or windows like where they serve people in the side of the food truck yeah. uh, and he kept opening it and sort of looking out uh, and he was looking out into the audience uh, and then every time somebody came up to try and order some food he'd say we're closed and slam it down <laughs> sounds very him um and when you describe it, it sounds ridiculously simple and not that funny, but just his facial expression while he was waiting, uh, the timing and the whole thing, the way he did it just had me struggling to breathe. I was, I was laughing so much for about three or four minutes nice. while he just repeated this game. And even though you knew what was coming, it was a perfect example of game. There was nothing sophisticated about it it was it was just this stupid thing getting done five or six times oh yeah uh yeah he will milk anything so hard i mm. love that about him yeah and he, he did this other thing where uh, i think he went because at io they've got these runs uh behind the main stage because they've got like doors and windows uh so people can enter via them uh, and he went back backstage to uh, come into the scene from there. Uh, but meanwhile, somebody else had walked on and initiated the scene. Ah. Um, so he banged on the door, um, and they basically just ignored him <laughs> and carried on <laughs> with the scene. Uh, but rather than just go away, uh, he then proceeded to bang on the other door on the stage, uh, and again they ignored him, and then he banged on the window. In between this, the scene's still going on. Uh, and then he ran out into the corridor, and there's, there's, this was in the uh, Jason Chin Theatre, or the Unicorn Sanctuary, as it's colloquially known. Uh, and he banged on the door to the theatre. Ah. Uh, and then when they ignored that, he went round to the sort of other door to the theatre that's by the toilets, if any of you know I.O., uh, and he banged on there. 
Uh, and when he'd exhausted that, he did actually come in and uh, started yelling at the people on stage and they ignored him. Um, These sound like people who are seasoned veterans at playing with Craig Euler. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I, th I think he's kind of like a... Uh, uh, <laughs> trying, to, trying to do a play while you've got a wild animal on stage. and He's you, incorrigible. That's the word. <laughs> yeah, and I can't remember a damn thing about what the scene was about, but wow. I, I, I remember <laughs> what Craig did. It was just so... That, that was my favourite show. Although there have been other good ones. How about you? What's been your favourite show? Um, you know, I saw two shows this week that had entirely female casts, mm -hmm. um, and I'm hard-pressed <laughs> to choose a favourite, actually. Um, I saw Virgin Daiquiri's 10-year reunion, which was a huge cast of mm. really great players. Uh, Colleen Doyle flew in from oh, L.A. to nice. play with them. She's a, an old member of that group. Um, and there was just, like, it was packed, sold out, filled to the rafters, people standing all around. Uh, and the... The really charming thing that I took away, that I think I take away from every group that I really love, was just that the people on stage clearly were delighted to be there and to play mm. with each other. Mm. I feel like a lot of IO teams, especially new ones, because there are auditions, you kind of get that sort of vague, competitive, I'm here for stage time kind of feeling. Right, right. Um, and when you see groups that really love each other, it just lifts things uh, mm. immeasurably. Yeah, I think think a team that likes messing about with each other and just loving being on stage with each other is a pretty good basis for a good show. Yeah, it's the best recipe I can think of for a good and watchable show. Mm. Um, and then I also saw Glass Basements, oh, which okay. is another all-female show, and it's a little bit different because they do a set and then they do not quite a jam, but they ask if anyone from the audience wants to come up and play oh, right. a scene with somebody from the ensemble. Mm -hmm. So all, I think, seven of them played a scene with people, uh, which was lovely. Uh, so they'd ask you up, ask if there's anything you wanted to work on, and then whoever had come oh, cool. up would get the suggestion and initiate the scene with the veteran player. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really lovely. Uh, I went up and a couple of other intensive people went up and you can really just see the the energy difference and how a really good player lifts a scene mm. and I felt like the the skill of supporting and making important what your scene partner has said was brought out so much mm. uh, in a really lovely way um, and it's it's a nice energy to feel from inside a scene because you don't get it that much in a student situation right? Uh, where somebody's just so all in with you mm. Um, mm. and using all of their acting and performing prowess to make you important. Yeah. And I feel like that's a great improv lesson. Mm. And they also, mm. after that, then did sort of a Q&A. Oh, um, okay to just engage with the audience and answer questions. I think everyone in the audience was an improviser. Right. Um, it wasn't sort of a general audience type, let's uh, explain what improv is, uh, but it was really nice. Um, it feels like a nice compliment to the sort of more manic jam energies mm. uh, 
where there's just lots of new people running about sure, screaming. Sure. That what, was cool. What were the sort of questions about? Were they improv related or what? why did you do what you did in that scene? Or No, um, they were mostly... Uh, well, I asked about jams and how to make them more uh, accessible so everyone okay. feels entitled to be on yeah. stage. And then there was sort of the flip side of that of how to deal with hecklers. Um, and somebody asked, um, I think just a general, how can I be more confident kind of question. Okay. All of which sound like exactly the type of questions you'd go to a woman's mm. improv night and ask, right? There's yeah. like a certain, yeah. uh, how do we cope with this world kind of yeah. Yeah. thing. Uh, and they were really supportive, but realistic about actually you just have to be really tough, which is yeah. Yeah. nice and honest. Um, and Colleen Doyle played in that group as well, which was oh, amazing. Okay. Speaking of how really good players can lift a scene. Yeah, Colleen's amazing. Uh, yeah, I wanted to see the Virgin Daiquiris one, but they'd sold out by lunchtime. Oh. Ah, they, they'd sold out, but Ola, uh, one of the Polish contingents, right. is basically a wizard and can get tickets to anything. So she put her, she put our names on the list. Right. There were two tickets that opened up at the last okay. minute, like ten after eight, and we went with two tickets with five of us and just begged, and all five of us got in. Man. Damn! Uh, I think that was Wednesday, wasn't it? Yeah. I wasn't feeling too good. Yeah, I think the glass basement I was interested in, but that was peak cold, so I just didn't see any shows that night. But yeah, that's that's on next week as well. I think it is. It? I think I'll definitely go again. Oh wait, is it Thursday? Yeah. Ah. I want to go and see Bill Arnett at the Bug House on yeah. Thursday. Bill, who I had week five. <laughs> ah, damn. They're both going to be the early show as well. Then a lot of big shows that were on last summer aren't playing. There's That's no Street Heat, there's no TJ and Dave, etc. Mm. But there are still so many improv choices. It's just, it's a problem. Yeah, there's still some amazing teams. I, I've got this app called, I think it's called Improv Tonight. Uh that basically tells you what's on all the Chicago theatres all in one place. Uh, and it's got this really cool error message that says zip zap oops if it goes wrong. Sorry, that's something really trivial that pleased me. Uh, anyway, and I think you can set it for Chicago or New York or wherever. But anyway, it just gives you all the shows in one place, which is cool. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, I wonder why we don't have that for London. Oh, wait, because we have one theatre. <laughs> Well, we're increasing. We, we, know, we've I'm got the it. FA now and the Miller and the Nursery, of course. Mustn't yeah, forget. that's three. Yeah, uh, and probably some other ones. Yeah, There's lots still... of little nice people are running. It would be awesome if that was on. That would be a good thing to do. Maybe somebody... I'll make a note of it. Yeah, maybe somebody back in London could get onto it, if you don't, <laughs> don't mind. Oh, I was, yeah, I was disappointed not to see 3 Pete because for some reason uh, they haven't taken it off the IO website. So I was... I, I remember saying to Stephen, yay, three Peter back on again, because they, they hadn't been on for a while. Uh, and then I got to Monday and said, oh, do we need to book tickets for three Pete? And uh, the person at the de the ticket desk was like, oh, they're not playing. And I was like, oh, but it says they are on my app, on the website. Oh. And she was like, oh, show me. Hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I better get on to the IT guys. Yeah. Because uh, I want to see them. Less bothered about TJ and Dave because I saw them in London. Yeah, they get around. Um, yeah. I've been really impressed with the Harold teams so far. Yeah, they're, they're definitely 
a step up from last year. That was my feeling too, yeah. Even the same teams, actually. Yeah. Because quite often the, the sort of opening acts, I'm like, oh, well, this is what we have to sit through. And while they're okay, a lot of them I was like, I wouldn't go out my way to see them. But I think they've pretty much universally been worth seeing in their own right. I wonder if so. where we are in the year where um, they've auditioned for new teams, but the people in slots are still teams who've been together all year. Oh, uh, right, yeah. And maybe be. by the time the next intensive comes around, the people doing the opening spots are the newly formed teams who have been rehearsing for a month or two. Yeah, yeah. Just getting out there. Yeah, because I'm sure I saw Smoking Hot Dad last year and thinking, oh, not really. And then this year, they, they were really good. Yeah. Um, I must see Devil's Daughter again because they were my favourite opening team last year uh, for those of you you might remember they do the second beat just with single person scenes which is a really cool yeah, thing cool. Uh, oh my favourite yeah one of the people in Smoking Hot Dad Caesar uh, who's around I.O. quite a lot. I don't know if he teaches or not, but I think he's quite a veteran. He works in the office, and he directed that uh, documentary about Dell. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's so good if you get a chance to see it. I can't remember yeah. what it was called. Did you see that last year? No, I saw a panel discussion about it, but mm. not the actual movie. Oh, it was really good. They had interviews with like pretty much everybody, like the UCB folk, and oh, man, it was just really good. Anyway, um... He walked on to do a scene with somebody. Yeah, the other guy, whose name I don't know, got on stage first, and he, he sort of pulled out chairs to do a sitting-down scene, and Caesar was like, what the fuck are you doing? You come to my house, you rearrange the furniture, and completely hijacked the scene, but it it was so funny. Charming. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of sort of playful, combative energy yeah. that, I owe that I don't think we get in London. Really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's... That, I, Probably works best. It's uh, very American, isn't it? Yeah. But there's also that sort of, we've been doing this for a long time, we know what the rules are, now it's funny to break them kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and playing with your teammates. In London, yeah. that feels like more of an inside joke. Yeah, true. Yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. to see what happens. Yeah, maybe a team like the Maydays or somebody been going a while might do that, do that sort of thing. I don't I, know. I, I wonder if the audience would perceive it in the same way, though. True, yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe we're a bit too British and we wouldn't, wow. that wouldn't be polite. <laughs> maybe. Oh, dear. Um, hmm. Gosh, I think that just leaves us with Tupperware Corner. Indeed. We oh, we've got next week to talk about, I guess. Wow. But, Harold yeah. and Harold. Craig and... You've got Higby, haven't you? I do. Matt Higby was our section's week one. Uh, and I think... That is one of the reasons why six of us came back this year because really? wow. our group bonded really, really well, mm. and that's not a thing that was universal across the nine groups. Yeah, and I think that's why we had such a good experience that we then wanted to repeat. Mm. So he's earned us all coming back for him this year. Right, right, yeah. Uh, my group bonded really quickly last year. Uh, that that would have been rant, mm. uh, and I do think it made a difference because I've spoke well, like. Yeah, I spoke to a few people last year like my sections not doing anything together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's not going to be as much fun. No. Uh, my, my section this year took a while to get going, but we went out for drinks on Wednesday. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think, yeah, we seem to be playing a lot more freely with each other this year. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got Craig Euler. I don't know what we're going to do in the Herald. Tara said that in week two, you basically play so many Heralds that you start to hate the form and want to break it, which is exactly the time you'll start doing it really well. That's cool. I like it's, the sound of it. Sounds promising, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, I, I like the idea. We, we did, what was it we did the other day? Uh, we did one where there was some line in it about messing with structure, completely unrelated to the Herald. It wasn't meant as a meta line. But Rance was like, oh, it'd be really cool if you'd messed with the structure of the Herald after that. Yeah. We did do another one where, where Rance gave us the suggestion again. Uh, and for the opening, we did various, what Rance calls, whooshy bits. Um, but we kept asking for a suggestion, you know, every 30 seconds or stuff, which was rather fun. Uh, so maybe it's like kind of fucking with the format. Yeah. Anything else on next week? I I mean, I guess we don't know. Time will tell. I I, I think when we if we do another, I think we're going to do another one of these next weekend. We're we're going to yeah. have our brains blown all over the the IO theatre. I hope so. Yeah, I I definitely want want to leave my brain behind in IO, even yes. if I can't physically be here. <laughs> it's that moment. Go on. I don't know if I can sing the jingle with a croaky voice. Tupperware Corner. Oh, magnificent. Well remembered. Yeah. If, <laughs> if Stuart wants to dub on one of the ones from last year afterwards, I won't be offended. No. I haven't actually got much Tupperware. I think you had a Tupperware news thing, though. I mean, so when I came this year, I decided I'm just going to be classy and I'm going to buy a Tupperware. I planned to bring one and then forgot because mm. I packed 10 minutes before I had to leave for my flight. Because I'm like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but I got one that comes with a little uh, salad dressing container and a what? cold pack that you can freeze Whoa. and it keeps your food cold. It's, it's very exciting. That's amazing. And I still have trouble keeping out of Whole Foods. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's basically after I owe the reason I come. Yeah. Um, They've got ice cream back. I found that out because that had do. gone at the end of last summer. Ah, oh, it's magnificent. They do a nice, uh, they have coconut and chocolate gelato that's oh. um, dairy-free. Oh, that would be they good. They do. So if anyone's listening and thinking, oh man, I just wish there was good chocolate ice cream mm. and didn't have, well, watch out. Whole foods. Um, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I actually did bring... I've just thought I did bring a Tupperware container, although without the lid. Um, yeah, I, I just bought it with some stuff in, so. I feel like feeding yourself for not too much money is the most difficult art to master at I.O. Mm, it, it, lunch can get quite expensive because Whole Foods, it's, I mean, they do food by weight. But if you actually weigh your food, which you probably don't in everyday life unless you're on some strange diet, it's surprising how much it weighs, or perhaps yeah. I'm just greedy. But well, both might be true. That's also possible. But I was sort of spending 12 or $15 a day. Mariano's is slightly cheaper. Yeah. Uh, Mariano's has really good freshly pressed juice as well. I've yet to try that. I must do that. They do a nice watermelon. Oh, Very lovely. sweet. Recommended. The... 
I think it's called the Mediterranean Grill or the Olive Grill, just up the road. It's rather nice. Have you been uh, in there? Yet? I haven't. No. Not sure if it because like they have. Can you have couscous and stuff? No. Oh, okay. A falafel. No. Oh, okay. Maybe not. Uh, and one of my section uh, said he'd been to somewhere called Jimmy John's. Oh, yeah, a couple people have gone there. It's like a burger and fries and sandwiches mm, place. Which I want to have a look at. Uh, and I also hear Pequod's Pizza, which is situated about 50 feet from where we're sitting, because Stephen's staying near it, uh, is apparently even better than Lou Melnetti's. It's supposedly very, very nice. Mm. Uh, I, I wonder if there's only one way to find out. I think so. It's yeah. a foodie city. It is. I've this morning. I went to a place called Glazed and Infused, which is a, a rather good pun on Dazed and Confused, I imagine. Yes. Uh, and had an absolutely amazing blood orange donut. That was just oh, it's one of my favourite ever donuts. It, the the blood orange just made it like this tart. Oh, it was gorgeous. Uh, gluttony without any reprimand is sort of the thing in this city, which makes me very happy. Yeah. That's probably why I put on 10 pounds last summer. I've no it's idea. It's not just the food though. Um, because if you're into improv or something here, it's totally normal to just do it seven days a week. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I feel like there's only a handful of us in London who think, yeah, great. I want to do this seven days a week. That's forever. true. It's very easy to get into a routine. I mean, I'm, I'm going off. We're both going off, I think to the musical improv at second city. Yeah. In a, you know, as soon as we're off here, and then I'll be going on to see some shows tonight, and suspect Stephen maybe as well. Oh but, yes, uh, yeah. The the basket of IO fry seems bigger, if anything, than last year. Ah, it's like I shared a basket with Simon Tesma the other night, and we were both absolutely full to bursting by the end of it. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous, and only four dollars. Yeah. So what do you think of where you're staying? Because you're staying on North Clyburn. So. I am. I'm walking distance from I.O., which I wasn't last year, which I think is definitely recommended if you can in any way afford it. Mm. I'm further in than Lark because we roomed together last year, but we were a bit further out. So I'm just north of North Avenue, which is the road that I.O.'s pretty much on. So I just get a bus nice. for 20 minutes. I feel like we've finished the improv things and are rambling. Mm, yeah, my Airbnb's nice. Nice. It's slightly different having having a room in somebody else's place because you can't come home and talk improv. No, I'm sharing with an improviser again, and it's nice to have that sort of camp feeling and common experience. Mm, yeah. If yeah. you're thinking of coming for an IO intensive, we warmly recommend sharing with another improviser. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Whether or not you know them, I, uh, this year I'm sharing with somebody who I didn't meet until we lived together, um, and it's absolutely fine, because improvisers are all lovely. They are. Somebody's, I think it was Jason Buckley said that improv is a very effective wanker filter. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. I think we're about done, aren't we? Yes. So, uh, this is Stephen and Ian from Chicago signing off, and hopefully see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I made this. That's improv! <laughs>